The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger into the nail marks, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now, a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Reaching into the unknown, I was about a going to be a junior in high school. I was at a summer camp when the Fear Factor Challenge made us reach into a bag and eat whatever we grabbed. Now, I was a little freaked out by it, and I still to this day hate green olives. But reaching into the unknown, whether it's reaching into a bag full of different foods, or reaching into a mystery box of critters and goo, or simply reaching into a crawl space, all of these come with the threat or the fear of encountering something uncomfortable, something we don't want to, a texture, a remnant of an animal, something unpleasant. Yet oftentimes, overcoming a fear and reaching into the uncomfortable can become that transforming experience. It gives us the courage or the hope for something different in the future. And fundamental to human activity is the question, what are we reaching for? And the readings today are inviting us, like Thomas, to reach out to a love that has first reached out to us, to reach into the mystery of divine mercy. Mercy, or in Latin, misericordia, misere meaning misery, cordia, of the heart. The celebration of Divine Mercy Sunday gives us pause to consider the misery of our own times, the misery of our own lives, to reach into the very mystery box that is our human heart. For me, part of that discovery amidst these times has been understanding the misery 
of the fact that two years ago, almost now, I was ordained and laid down my life to serve you, God's people. But yet in these times, to actively serve you has been taken away. But see, amidst this misery, once we begin to reach beyond our fears, to reach into the uncomfortable, to reach into the mystery, maybe, of divine mercy, we begin to reach into the gospel. And we find not something frightening, but the very heart of our Savior, the one who's been reaching out to us, to every human misery from the beginning of time, from the creation of man and woman. That misery that entered the world with the disobedience of Adam and Eve. And so afterwards, God decides to send and to create another covenant, to create a covenant with man, with Noah, to never again flood the earth. But after Noah's disobedience, God was left again to reach out into the heart of humanity again. This time choosing Abraham, the tribe of Abraham who he promised would have land, dynasty, descendants. But even Abraham laughed at God. And so again, God reached out. And so the misery of the people enslaved in Egypt, he reached out to the nation of Israel to free them and to lead them to the promised land. But Moses, their leader, making the molten calf and Moses' disobedience, God was left again to create a covenant with man, this time the kingship of David. But after all of these failed, God desired to forever offer a remedy for disobedience, to ever offer a remedy for the misery of our humanity. And he sent his only begotten son so that he was, who was obedient to God's will could free us from all human misery, from all moral misery, from our sin. And this is precisely the gospel, that Jesus Christ offers us his mercy to restore us not only to where we've been, but to call us to the infinite heights of the holiness of God, to share in his resurrection even now, to become divine, like him. And we become divine like him by receiving that very mercy that he exhibited for us on the cross, which flowed forth in the blood and water which flowed forth from his side and continues to flow through the sacraments of his holy Catholic Church. We become more divine by practically allowing the fruits of our Lenten observance not to die with Easter joy, but to only be prompt, prompted all the more to partake in the springboard of Easter renewal, to acknowledge that Christ is calling us to new heights. And we begin to see that the great mercy which God has off offered to us offers us a new birth to a living hope, as St. Peter says in our second reading today. All of us who find ourselves like Thomas, separated from the rest, separated from God in these times, reach out to the side of Christ towards the heart of Christ, so that through the misery of our wounds, our faults, our failures, which have been heightened likely amidst this time of silence and this pandemic, so that through the wounds of Christ, we find a heart still beating relentlessly out of love for us, a heart which offers us, as St. Therese says, a merciful love for the miserable. My brothers and sisters, on this Divine Mercy Sunday, May we have the courage to reach into the merciful heart of Christ, 
to receive his mercy and therefore heed his command to his disciples today. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. May we become agents of God's divine mercy. And may we devote ourselves and our families, like the early disciples, to carrying out the truth of the gospel, the redemptive work of Christ, who reached out to us in his passion, death, and resurrection, and who continues to reveal the transforming power of his love, his healing, and his divine mercy through his holy, Catholic, and apostolic church.